Hello, and welcome to Super Connected Conversations. Gabriel Dean Roberts is a fine art photographer in New York City, whose work's been shown at MoMA, uh, Super Chief Gallery, and the Noon Gallery in Brussels, Belgium. He's also a veteran at Vogue magazine and Vice magazine. I connected with Gabriel in the NFT community and we were talking via Twitter, which quickly moved to Clubhouse. I had a really inspiring conversation in there, which I wish I could have recorded, but um, we, you know, we just met each other for the first time. And now we've just had a proper super connected conversation um, about his work and the way people are connecting with a lot of optimism, excitement and creative uh, vision for the future in the NFT community. So I've had a really amazing conversation here. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Good to meet you as well. <laughs> and and also just um, yeah, so instant. Um, how many days ago was it that we I made contact? Not too long ago. I don't know. Things move so quickly. It's all a bit of a blur sometimes. Yeah, right. Um, uh, so are you, are you in New York? Yes. Yes, I live in Manhattan. Oh, it's so lovely. So lovely. I, I, I've not been back to New York for years. I would, uh, how's it been, you know, this last crazy year? It, it's, it's definitely been a crazy year, but if you go outside right now, you'll see that things are getting back to normal, especially with everyone getting vaccinated. It's, it's moving pretty fast. It, is it feel, yeah, is the atmosphere feeling a little more hopeful? Yeah, I think, I think the people in general now, New Yorkers, I think, are a different kind of breed. David Bowie once said that, like, there's New York is its own country, and then there's the rest of the United States. So he lives in New York. He doesn't live in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I think that that's kind of a thing. When all of this happened, most New Yorkers took this really seriously. There wasn't too much of this, like, oh, I'm not wearing a mask business or anything like that. Like, people got serious really fast. And, uh, and I think... Yeah, it's it's been good to see. I'm proud to be a New Yorker in that regard because it seems like, in general, people have... Because you're in such close proximity to other people, you have to have a certain level of respect, mm. uh, just functionally, socially. It's, it's inefficient to do it any other way. So I, I, I think mean... New Yorkers intrinsically recognize that a little bit. So now, uh, even with things picking up, uh, you know shops and people are you know getting back to some kind of normal or some revision of normal but uh yeah everyone's getting vaccinated pretty quickly um my partner and i uh she she just got her first and i just got my first and my second's coming up soon so yeah we're, we're doing we're doing our best out here i i don't know if it's always been uh, the case in New York and for New Yorkers, but certainly since 9-11, there's a very strong self-preservation spirit, isn't there? Yeah, I would say so, definitely. So, I mean, um, so these shows are, are, 
about connection and different types of connection. Uh, I say show, it's just a conversation really, but, um, uh, and, and mostly it's been to do with the, the connection between analog and digital, right? Uh, I, I started it off a few years ago, this whole super connected project as a kind of exploration into those themes and particularly because of social media and, and my, my personal experience of social media, which, which was just awful. Uh, for a long time, until Clubhouse, probably. <laughs> it suddenly feels much better now. Um, but, you know, connection through all of these apps is a, you know, it's a real privilege, isn't it? And, it, and it's really amazing. It's, a, it's a, one of the best things about it. And it's how, how we met, talking about NFTs. Um, and so incredible that I, I was guided towards your YouTube channel, which is fa a fantastic resource um, for NFTs and, in, and not biblical length videos either. You have these really beautifully put together, um, you know, short videos that explain in kind of bullet points what NFTs are all about. Um, but but before we we'll talk about NFT for sure, because, you know, I'm just fascinated in it. And as you know, I'm I'm, I'm looking into that world, but um, just in terms of connection from analog to digital, you're an artist, you're, you're a photographer mm -hmm. and, and you've been doing that. And I know that you've been a musician too. So I know that there's like me, we're the same sort of age. There's a, there's a long analog experience in your life. And now, yeah. and now, now we're like you're full on NFT artist, digital all, all the way at the, at this time. Um, how's the, how does that journey feel uh, to you to be in you know an adult journey of over twenty years, which is analog, then and and then slowly migrating into the digital space? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack uh, to unpack there, but I would say that the most interesting thing is people like to compartmentalize art, and they like to compartmentalize music and video and photo and digital photos or digital music or electronic music versus an acoustic guitar, uh, these types of things. But I see them as um, a universal thing. Like if you look in Photoshop, right? If you go into Photoshop, if, for people who don't know, Photoshop's a photo editing program. You can start with a picture and then you can put another layer over that picture and you can cut spaces between them, you can blend spaces between them, you can change things, lighten and darken and so on and so forth, and you can put over endless layers. Well, that's exactly what you do when you go into um, an audio production program, you know, like um, Logic or, or something like that, or Ableton, right? You have a guitar, and then you have the bass, and then you have drums, and so on and so forth. Uh, all of these things are really about layers, interestingly, or at least to me, I always see all these things in terms of layers. Um, so I, I don't see like analog or digital. They're all human expressions. It's just like the method of expressing it, the method of getting it out and the method of capturing it and the method of storage and keeping it. So it's all still a universal trope. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a photo or, or, um, a film or anything of the sort, it all has that same feel to it. So, you know, yeah. I'm a technically minded yeah. person and I, and I care about all of the details, but I also have, have 
shied away from being a purist in terms of like, oh, it's only photography if it's on 35 millimeter or on medium format or something like that. Or if it's, uh, it's not music if it was made on an iPhone or any of those types of arguments. Um, or, it, or it's not a good NFT if it's something that took somebody five minutes. If it's a good idea, if it's a great piece of art, if it's a, a dot on a piece of paper and somebody admires it, then, then that's like, it depends on the subjectivity. So it doesn't really matter ultimately what we think about it. This is a, a social exchange. Anytime, it's always been a social exchange, you know, from the first music or this first moving picture or the first photograph, it was all media. It was still an exchange of ideas going into somebody else's brain and how that interacts. And as long as that transaction is occurring and it's done in, in, in the spirit of the artistic spirit, I think that's really ultimately what matters between analog and digital. Mm, very true. And the way you describe it is um, it's kind of like a reminder of what some people were dreaming that the internet could be. Uh, and, um, you know, this amazing space that was kind of an equalizer and enabled everybody to be creative. Um, and then, you know, it's become such a, a much more complicated beast, isn't it? But but that space, uh, uh, the NFT cryptocurrency space is feels like a very democratic and um, everyone's an artist. Yeah, I think in some regards, um, there's a lot of elements to it that are incredibly helpful. Um, then there's also sort of this, this, this both and scenario. I, I can't help but think about the internet or cryptocurrency or anything that involves novelty without thinking about psychedelic experiences or uh, especially psychedelic writers and stuff. Hunter S. Thompson talked about uh, all of the people who were in the 60s um, thinking everything was going to be free love and, you know, they were going to decentralize the world and so on and so forth. And he, he sort of, he, uh, he, he, he pointed to Timothy Leary and he's like, Timothy Leary promoted all these ideas without talking about the, he, what Hunter S. Thompson called the meat hook realities of life. And that all of these things are absolutely true. But there's also, just like any other thing within the human experience, with the possibility of all things, you have the probability of many things and, and many things that, uh, you know, it's not like we're going to just flee capitalist society as soon as things are decentralized. There's still going to be gatekeepers and there's still going to be people who are tastemakers and tastemakers posing as gatekeepers and vice versa. So it, it is a tremendous opportunity. And I guess that that's the, the key message is that uh, we can have that optimism, but we also need to go into that optimism with uh, an understanding that this is still the same world and human nature is still the same. So when we jump into these types of things, we still need to carry with us some of the ideas that have worked, like marketing is still important, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a beautiful time and I definitely am excited to be, you know, at least doing some part in being at the forefront, especially with NFT photography and NFT art and some other things that are coming up soon, um, mm -hmm. where NFTs are going to be expanding right now. The file formats are like this yeah. and the file sizes are like this. And as they get bigger and bigger, you're going to be able to have 
people capable of purchasing whole concerts, whole movies, uh, total experiences on a much grander scale. So those things are very interesting. Uh, but this is an extension of like um, capital. And what you're saying about everybody being an artist is true. And everyone having an opportunity is true. The internet did make things possible. Uh, SoundCloud's a great example for musicians. So there's a whole generation of like rappers hmm. got big from SoundCloud. And, but that doesn't mean that everything on SoundCloud is going to make you famous. And I think just like any other tradition or discipline, it's funny to hear these conversations as an artist, having been one for a couple decades now, I guess, um, the same arguments, oh, there's too many painters in the world. There's too many photographers in the world. There's too many musicians in the world. That has always, always, always been the case. So if that's the, if that's what stops an artist, then maybe it is better for them to go be an accountant or whatever. They, they can have a happy and fulfilling life buying other people's art and, and supporting them. And that's great. Uh, that's just fine. But there's no avoiding hard work, dedication, um, paying attention. You know this as a, as a musician, like mm. if you don't practice, you sound bad and <laughs> you, have to, you have to sound good. And it, there's a difference even between like performance, like when, you, when, you're just, when you're writing a song at home and then you're sitting in front of a crowd of 300 people all of a sudden you sort of sloughing through some portion of it matters a lot in that moment. So um, yeah, I think that's the great thing is everyone has the opportunity now. Everyone has the potential for a voice just with a phone. We have a camera, we have an audio studio, we have a video studio. We have all of these things at our disposal and you and I are both old enough to remember, like, you know, if we wanted to know the answer to something as a kid, we had to wait to go to the library. And hopefully we even remembered to ask the question. Mm-hmm. So uh, now with all information at everyone's disposal, it's like we're spoiled for choice. And I think that the only way that people can move through that is to focus on what really matters and to take the time to to find out what really matters to them. Mm. Um, I I... I'm going to try and follow through a, a, a feeling um, from what you're saying, which is about value. It, um, I'm, I'm not, haven't really formed the thought, but I think that that doesn't matter. I'll just go ahead anyway. Um, the value of, uh, you know, the, we know the way that like the social networks have been working for so long. Facebook is the primary example where they're essentially, they're kind of, you know, uh, enabling us to input everything of value in our lives into the system so that it can become a, a sort of in, ingredient in this in this process of um, selling stuff back to us, right? Yeah. So it's really weird. We just give freely from our life, from our families, from our work, from our passions, whether they're images or words. Um, into this machine and it and it and it takes it all and and tries to sell it to us <laughs> which is just, right which, yeah it's just kind of um i guess genius if you're on that side right um right. and but a bit dysfunctional on on our side as participants or, or users of those interfaces or those apps because I, I my feeling is that after all this time which is nearly two decades of, of facebook I suppose um, and other similar apps that value 
and what we value has become kind of I don't know crippled in some way that like we don't really you know we don't think twice about a post of something or you know it's a maybe I should hold this one back maybe not for yeah. the rest of the world that that uh, that's gone a lot I think in 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 my experience um, and so the world that of NFT and cryptocurrency and the internet and the communities that I've met. And you're, you know, the first person that I've had a really good chat with about all of this um, is it feels like a return of value systems. You know yeah. I mean? That's a beautiful way of, of, of saying that uh, I definitely, well, it's, it's a fact that most of the social media platforms are vampiric in nature that, Facebook is a marketing company. Instagram is a marketing company. And I think to a lesser degree, at least at the moment, Twitter is as well. Uh, but if you're going to talk about the big three, I would say that Twitter is probably the least, mm. at least from what I've gathered so far. But uh, yeah, the return to value is an interesting conversation because... What I mean by that as well is it's just this concept of of sharing art or and now we know that when we say art it means any of the creative disciplines from you know yeah. like movies music um and and instantly making this something that is not being priced up by a corporation who's not giving very much of the money to the artist for a start yeah uh, you know so I'm putting my musician's hat on there yeah <laughs> but but also enabling a community to to create the value, invest in it, and uh, remunerate the artist. It's this whole sort of, oh, um, it meant something to me when I made it, and it, and apparently it, it means something to other people. And I, can, I know because they're, they're, they're creating the value. Um, I think that's beautiful. The, the ephemeral nature of a passing tweet or an Instagram post uh, or a Facebook post uh, changes uh, especially with things like NFTs, because it is, um, well, just like remuneration, just the idea that you as an artist, you know, when you, when you post an image to Instagram, which I've done many times, uh, it goes up there and you have a bunch of people who like it. They like your work, whatever, but there's no actual way for them to connect with you in a tangible way or to actually support your work as an artist, they can like it. You're, you're, you're creating enjoyment for them or at least a passing sense of enjoyment. But when you, an NFT is an invitation, for instance, to, for people to in, invest in you, like almost like uh, it's buying stock in your personal company, mm. you know? Uh, and I think that's pretty interesting. And the idea that it stays with you for life, right? Mm. It's the smart contract is an acknowledgement that this is forever. You buy it from me. And even if you sell it, it's still connected to me through the next purchase, uh, so on and so forth. So there's this really cool, uh, stronger sense of permanence, at least in this regard, where uh, it's important to provide value on, a, on another level. It doesn't mean that the things that you put on other social media or whatever doesn't have value. It's yeah. just that you kind of put a stamp on it and you, you make it more concrete so that it is something that people have to consider. And it's a fact of the matter. 
people treat things better if they paid for it than if they got it for free. And that, yeah. as an artist, that's a tricky place to be in because you have to show people your work, you have to play your music, you have to play your movie or your video or show your artwork. Uh, and then somebody has to sort of pony up and say, this is something I really want to take part in. And I think that realness is something that everybody craves, uh, which is a really great thing. Yeah, it's the realness. To, that to me, it's connection. And and I, I as as a you know as a music creator, uh, for me, as as I've got older, and each album that I do generally contains more collaborators and more amazing talents that have agreed to to contribute or work with me on the process and 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 weirdly as it's as i've done that and it's increased exponentially with each album i'm i'm making i've been making less money and and finding less ways to engage people uh, because online because it's all online and 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 i went through a period of thinking there's something's gone wrong with the audience or they don't like me anymore. Or they, they're not interested or it's boring. And, and, and it's not that it's just, it, the interfaces aren't a connection between uh, a music maker and, uh, and, um, and the audience in, and in the way that I grew up with anyway. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, I have a, a 19 year old son who's a really great guitarist makes tons and tons of great music, you know, from his bedroom with his, you know, computer and he has guitars and bass amps and all of that stuff. And he, every time he promotes something, he promotes it on TikTok, on, on Facebook, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that's just, he's used to that. He's, he's, he's been taught by YouTube, mm. right? He, he grew up getting his education as an artist from YouTube. And so there's a, it's almost like a audio visual language that uh, Gen Z has and, and millennials as well, that there, it, it, it is, it, it always has to be a cohesive grouping of things, not just a singular item. Like when you walk around and you're listening to music on your phone or whatever, that is one thing, and there's plenty of ways to connect just with that. But because there's this whole thing, uh, the it becomes this like massive challenge for a lot of artists because not every artist um, can or should necessarily have their own global media center, right? Mm. Like the best art can be painstakingly brought forth with like a, a singular focus on that art itself. And that's why so many artists need help and that's why they need collaboration. So a lot of times it's a great time to say, okay, I do the music, but my buddy can do the video. <clears throat> and so that's where, that's how you fix that problem. Mm. So you can use that spirit of collaboration to build those things up. Um, a great example is um, I'm good friends with Gunnar Magnus. He's this incredible painter. And uh, I went and saw him at his studio He's not a photographer. So I took some photos of him at work. I took a little short video and I'm going to help him with a video. So this is kind of what we do is uh, we find the people that, that these things resonate with and we kind of delegate just like you would in a business. So you delegate what people are good at. Mm -hmm. So you can say, Oh, well, you're good at this. Okay. 
can I have help with this and that sort of thing. And so um, when you can get into that groove with other people, it's a, it's a really great scenario. And as a musician, yeah, that does work. Uh, but like, I, I kind of, I made a recent uh, video on YouTube about, you know, artists going through this painstaking process of creating a masterpiece <laughs> and then they haphazardly just splash it onto social media and it, it goes poof. Mm. Right. And, and it, there has to be something more than that. Uh, yeah. there has to be something more now in the way that things engage because, uh, it's, our, so, it's so funny. The poof, I, I think yeah. that, that, that poof that you described has probably been in, in, in at the forefront of my mind since I finished what will be my next album for like two years and just sitting here and going, I don't want to release it. <laughs> right. I, I, I made, I'm, I'm right there with you. I made a documentary a couple of years ago about the refugee crisis. I traveled all, all over Europe. Uh, I was, I was basically backpack traveling in hostels for six weeks, um, really ragtagging it and, you know, spent thousands and thousands of dollars making the film. And uh, by the time it was done, I, I didn't, I, I, I was hoping that by the time it was complete, someone would help me with sort of that next step. Hmm. And there wasn't anyone there for that. And so it didn't get the visibility that, that I thought that it deserved. Um, and hopefully soon new life will be breathed into that project because mm -hmm. I've learned a lot of things since then. And I have an opportunity possibly to reinvigorate that. But see at, at the time, at the time, it was like uh, a real letdown because when you put this much into something mm. and then you feel like it's not getting any visibility and you have like the admiration of five people, that's great. But that it doesn't you know that it should and can have more impact. But the the problem wasn't with other people. It was with me not having the education at the time or the experience or you know, or the, or the understanding to be able to take that and and move it. Uh, thankfully, now things are a little bit different, but it has to be a holistic approach when releasing stuff. Um, and and that's why labels, be they independent or not, you know, they have stuff three six months out, or you know, they release things one tidbit at a time. Um, yeah. It's everything is so much more personal now. Like social media can become very personal. The the YouTube uh, people that I watch and listen to, and and the um, you know the people that that I know who watch YouTube, they follow somebody, right? They follow tastemakers. They follow people who give advice yeah. on subjects that they care about, and they have a kind of connection with them. So there is that minor celebrity status. But that that element and that dance is um, it's kind of essential now, and and there is space for it, and there's space for it with every element of who we are, rich or poor, ethnicity, sexuality, any of these types of things. These are all beneficial elements that we can utilize to to build our audience even more strongly. Yeah, I I really want to uh, talk about your your work now, like what's happening now. But just for the benefit of anyone that's listening or watching the, the, the video version um, who doesn't know that much about NFTs and is, is, is fascinated in what you're talking about, but also going, what is that? 
Um, can, can you can you be the person that that I introduced to, that, that sure. actually just explains what it is? Because the bit about owning it is is and not really owning it is the bit that's I think intriguing, and I, okay. I found a good way to describe it. So yeah, go. Okay. So uh, NFT stands for non fungible token. It means that uh, fungible is uh, a financial term, which means like. Uh, the euro or the pound or the dollar, uh, every for every $1 bill, if you exchange a $1 bill for a $1 bill, it's fungible. It means that that $1 always means the same, right? So non-fungible means that no two are the same. So when you make an NFT, if I make a piece of my art, I'm actually tokenizing it. I'm making it a form of individual currency, but it's only one. Or you can make a set of 100 or whatever. But the whole point is here, uh, it's non-fungible. It can't just be exchanged for any other piece of art on a one-to-one -one ratio. So that's the technical part. What it really means is that uh, an NFT is proof of ownership that goes through the blockchain system. And the blockchain is essentially computers around the world, your information is split up in a thousand different pieces or any variation of numbers all across the world. And no one source is capable of manipulating that information. So you can't have some big bank that's like, I'm going to mess with this. That can't happen. Uh, it also means that the contract that's made there can't be manipulated by any one person either. Once the contract is made, it stays that way for life. So when I sell a piece of art as an NFT, it's a, a thing of singular value. And when I sell it to another person, there's a smart contract involved that no matter what they do, if they love me or hate me, if they sell it, I always get whatever percentage, let's say 10% of that sale. And it doesn't matter how they feel about it. It automatically happens, mm. which is a really amazing thing because it means you can never get screwed again by a gallery or a music label or uh, Paramount Pictures or anything like that. Once that is established, it's solid and it can't be manipulated. So just that by itself is why NFTs are important. All of the other politics, social stuff, uh, any other thing like that, just the idea that you can basically take a piece of your work and make it a permanent record and make it so that it permanently can't be messed with and perpetually has this sort of like clean ledger of every transaction throughout the life of that item. Uh, just that is really super important. Um, NFTs are also really important. And I think that they will actually become, as they evolve, I think that they will become ubiquitous in virtually every form of human exchange. I think the NFTs are essentially, uh, it's going to be a simple, I mean, maybe not like the kid mowing people's lawn in the neighborhood, but anytime there's an artistic exchange of any type, or even like, uh, for example, if someone commissioned me to do some work uh, as a photographer, I would probably have them buy an NFT, uh, at least that represented the work. Um, because what that means is that uh, if that work, like the final product, for instance, maybe we do the work and they can do whatever they want with it, but they have to buy, say they want me to make a music video. 
I make an NFT of that music video and I sell it to them or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because what that does is it makes sure that that proof of ownership and credit never goes away based on someone's opinion or their laziness or anything like that, right? It eliminates all of those things and takes all of the sort of like emotion-based or, or other elements uh, out of the picture. And so um, I think as artists and as in individuals who create in any capacity, um, I think it's essential and it will continue to be essential. Anybody who is like, who thinks that it's like some crypto bro world that people shouldn't be involved with, um, they really should reconsider that even if there's problems with efficiency or carbon footprints or things like that, all of those things are actively being worked on right now. So the idea that they're going away or that it's just a bunch of rich people running a pyramid scheme, that's just nonsense. Just the idea, the fact that when you create these smart contracts, they don't go away is a game changer on a whole other level. Uh, and so, yeah, NFTs ultimately and basically are just the permanent master of whatever work you do. It's just like, just for one more example, uh, the Beatles Abbey Road. The Beatles record Abbey Road on a reel-to-reel. -reel. The actual material that's there is the physical reel-to-reel, -reel. okay? You can't make that an NFT physically, but there's a digital master of it, right? And whoever owns that digital master, like Michael Jackson buys the Beatles master, <laughs> People can still listen to the Beatles. It doesn't mean that they own the master. It's yeah. just like people can walk inside a house that you own. That's right? a really great example. When we know in the in the old school twentieth century style that, that people are buying each other's catalogs, right, of of recording yeah. rights or publishing rights, like Michael Jackson bought all the Beatles stuff, and um, and 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 that's the same way. The only difference here is that no one's from 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 what I've seen so far, what I know that no one's trying to do. Uh, anybody any harm financially right it seems to be uh just really democratic and fair and also it's attached to actual value you know that what we were talking about the other day with a moment of somebody's life that mm -hmm. can be captured in a work of art uh an, a, an nft collector finds that um beguiling uh, attractive and, and and exciting and and immediately it has value so that they don't they, you can't buy the moment somebody got married but the photograph if it means something to you or the or the painting or whatever is suddenly kind of you know i really that means they're, they're my two favorite people i i really feel it's important to own that moment in some way and 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 i just yeah it's it's a really exciting place and the community the people that i meet now are i guess it's like the beginning of any any exciting art movement isn't it yeah well it's interesting you talk about like a wedding photo this is an amazing thing for wedding photographers because uh okay oh, right. let's, let's not talk about the wedding photographer let's talk about the people getting married you get married and what you have uh photos that you put on your facebook post okay, Facebook goes away or changes or they crash or whatever, or you take photos, oh, you lose the photos in a catastrophe or something like that. Yeah. If you had an NFT of your collection of your uh, wedding photos, 
they're permanently there. They're trackable. Like you can always go back to them. And this is another element. Uh, actually, one of the guys who started Nifty Gateway talked about this. The idea that uh, artwork fades. The Mona Lisa will eventually decay beyond repair. Uh, all of these types of things uh, go away. And these are contained in a way that is permanently flawless. And, uh, and because it's distributed all over, even if one or two or a hundred uh, copies of it fail of that original, it's still intact. So this is another element of it that's so brilliant is that uh, it, you really, and unless all the computers in the world go away, uh, all this stuff still remains and will always remain. So those things that are truly memorable, those things that are, and so when you're a wedding photographer and you're telling people about this and you're not just like, oh yeah, I can put your uh, photos on some website or whatever. Well, how long is that going to last? Five years? Yeah. Years? Like who looks at a website from 10 years ago? Can you imagine? Like uh, nobody does that. Mm -hmm. So the idea of, of uh, placing things of, permanent value to us as individuals Emo where we have an emotional connection we have a deep connection to them it's actually better it's like the digital version of a bank vault mm. a swiss bank vault and, and of course uh, on the um the platforms uh, that uh, that are that i don't know what you call it they're hosting the collections right of mm -hmm. On all those platforms that I, I, I look at a lot, and uh, there are there are pieces that are uh, a certain amount of the I want money or currency rather is going toward a charity sometimes, and you know there's there's all kinds of a, a you know proportion of of, of some of the sale uh, and and being shared as well between different creators and collaborators. It, it, it smart contracts look like a you know, of an amazing um, way forward with the way people are sharing currency. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Well, there just seems to be a lot less nonsense involved mm -hmm. there. Like once there is sort of like that, the cost of entry where when you first get started with like opening a crypto wallet, it's a little bit confusing. It's like opening a bank account, right? And so yeah. you, but once you're actually in there and working around with it, it's like very simple. Mm. Send something to somebody's wallet and it gets there and that's the end of it. And, and there's like a lot of the nonsense is removed. Mm. Uh, you know how that will change over time with legislation and international uh, laws and all of that stuff remains to be seen, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. And there's something about the way that uh, that Bitcoin and Ethereum are built that, uh, you know, they start with a limited number of them and that's what creates the, the value. It's, it's a new digital gold standard. And when people talk about, you know, cryptocurrencies being volatile, yes, they're volatile, but are they sketchier than the U S dollar, which is just being printed? Mm. Like there's this sort of cognitive dissonance that either involves not understanding or having skin in the game in another way. But at this point with like Goldman Sachs and other major banking establishments embracing cryptocurrency, it, it's, it's, uh, that should be the biggest bellwether of whether or not these things are really 
here to stay. And it's still super early. Yeah. So a lot of people feel like they're late to the game and, and it's just not true. Does that mean that you should put your whole life savings into it? I'm not the one to give advice on that, but uh, is it something that you should keep an eye on and maybe like know more about? I think, yeah, that would be very wise. Mm -hmm. Let's, um, I, I should have thought that, of course, the platform that I'm on, where I'm, I'm able to share screen and stuff like that, I, or you're able to share screen, which I should have suggested beforehand, um, but I'll put links so people can see your work how 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 is that experience going um and i love your work i love and it's there's a feeling just as art pieces it is a richness about them and i'm i'm i love the fact that you've got a real flower there <laughs> next to you yeah i have my my business partner here yeah right that is your business partner isn't it i mean yeah. you must spend a lot of your life with flowers yeah, it's funny because it, it was sort of accidental. Um, I was living in Seattle and I didn't really feel like there was a, a lot that interested me to shoot. Mm -hmm. It's not like in New York where there's like models and actors everywhere, that sort of thing. It's just like as much as Seattle's a, a big city, it's really relatively small. Uh, so I was bored and I wanted to shoot and I happened to live by a, a local garden and there was always flowers there. And I was like, Oh wow, that flower is really pretty. And I started shooting them and I, and then I got into a groove and a style where I was like, Oh, this is really nice. This is really nice. And I actually like was trying to get an image, which now I'm able to achieve pretty easily. But at the time I was like, how do I get this to do that again? I did it by accident. So I had to keep going back to it to find it. And over time, I've just grown to appreciate um, how the light hits these things. And, and mm. I like the idea of making people feel a sense of awe over things that we pass by so, you know, thoughtlessly. And so flowers are an easy target in some regard, but it's easy to take a bad picture of a flower or a boring picture of a flower. And so it's its own meditation to like really draw something out of them where if you look at certain flowers, some of them have a lot of personality, like some of them look really defiant, others look really playful, and other ones look sad and sullen. And so when you draw those things out further, and then you associate like, um, you know, like I do with a lot of my stuff, I associate like historical names or heroic names of places or events all that does is it connects those people to the emotion that I'm feeling, the name that I'm feeling that associates with that particular image. And so brought together, it, it creates that kind of feeling. Um, it, it does do what you said, by the way. Uh, it, my, my feeling from looking at um, your pieces uh, is that it is a kind of, oh, yeah, that's what flowers look like. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real kind of, yeah. We do just live with flowers. Uh, well, uh, hopefully, uh, but the, you know that we pass them and we see them, and they're not always lit well. Um, but when you see that detail, and you kind of go, "Oh yeah, they're they're the really amazing." Friends. Yeah, they're wild. There's all kinds of. I mean, like uh, right now on on my foundation, I have a piece called uh, "The Song of Belial," and it's three photos. That oh, I love it. Yeah. But it's uh, the flower looks incredibly regal and violent. It's a oh. violent looking flower. 
And so when you look at it, it's and it looks like there's an evil owl perched in the center of this like owl throne, and yeah. it's just a flower. You know what I mean? But when I saw it, I was like, wow, that it's dark. Is... That one, it's dark. Yeah, yeah. It's it, I saw it, and immediately it was kind of like, yeah, that's a, a, a an album cover of a kind of hardcore um, sort of. I don't know. Maybe it's like new metal or something, or dark core or something. Yeah. Like that. It, it, I looked at it, it was like, wow, it's really saying something. And that only exists as a digital uh, sort of file. Yeah. So I, I have actually, I have. Um, I'm sorry, got to say, I love hearing the New York traffic. Outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the, that's, a, that's a constant here. I live uh, a couple blocks from a hospital, and so ambulances come through. Uh, and a lot yeah. of times the whole block will be backed up, and an ambulance will be at the far end. So you will hear honking and yelling and screaming and an ambulance several times a day it's pretty pretty wild uh but yeah um but yeah. sorry go back to belial so yeah that that particular piece um when you get down to that feeling i don't know there's something about when you are able to look at something and feel that and and as an artist, oftentimes you start with a feeling and you're trying to get that feeling out and how well you translate that feeling and give that feeling to somebody else is how, is at least one of my metrics of success in this regard. Mm. So I think about that uh, every time I'm uh, building it, but with Belial, uh, that is an animation of, of three different images. And while those could be made into prints, it's intended as an NFT exclusively it's intended to be its own living piece and how am i going to uh really frame and like print an animation so this is the other thing that's really cool with uh photography now is that you don't have to play by the, the old rules sure so you can do uh all kinds of things where you're layering different photos where you're moving them around and it's still photography it's it's still photography in its um, essence, but it's it's pushing it into a space that I think a lot of photographers didn't even know they wanted or needed. Mm -hmm. But to be able to show those things uh, is its own sort of like other level of artistry. Because um, you know, I really I really like to be respectful of other people's work, but sometimes methods can be a little bit campy or a little bit cheesy, and uh, so I work very hard that when I like display these things, there's that sort of like very, if I'm going to do an effect, I want it to be very filmic in its nature. You know what I mean? I want it to be more Kubrick and less like a Pepsi commercial or something. You know what I mean? So I want it to have that sort of like the same deep feel that I'm trying to achieve in the original image, I need to maintain in the way that I portray it in any kind of animation or change up. Mm. Yeah, there's um, there's a darkness, but also uh, a, a, a richness. It reminds me of a film director, actually. I, I don't know if you know Peter Greenaway. Uh, not right off the top of my head, but oh, I might you, have their work. You have a treat in store for you. <laughs> Yeah, um, a, a filmmaker that is absolutely an artist, and uh, and his use of color uh, in, in in a lot of the work uh, was was something that I thought of when I started looking at your work. 
So yeah, check check him out. He's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, and just to kind of to to conclude, um, back to the theme of connection. Do you feel there's uh, something in that community that uh, is enabling people to connect in a much more um, human way. I, I'm, 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 my own experience has been on other platforms and other kind of online uh, digital experiences. I've never known a community to be number one, so optimistic, number two, really helpful to each other, mm. number three, polite, and all really um, open-minded about what, yeah. what they're in. It, it is is it is this potentially um just the big is it because it's the beginning and the beginnings are all of things like that or does it feel like there might be a longer term way to connect online that isn't yeah i don't i don't know that it's um i don't i don't know that it's really the newness i i think my 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 own blunt opinion is that i think artists in general have lived lives of humiliation and degradation and embarrassment and we're the people who make the world beautiful no matter what it is we do with our music or whatever we're literally the ones who make the world tolerable and beautiful and most artists for most of their lives are humiliated embarrassed sitting at you know you know markets and fairs just trying to get by and the last thing we want, what we want is connection. And other artists with, with good hearts always want to be like, that's really cool. You should keep going. And I think that this is a, a unique time and opportunity, especially on Twitter uh, with like the NFT community. People aren't tolerating that sort of stuff. We get that everywhere else. Why do we want that here? And I think collectors are looking for artists who are putting that energy out and i've seen like some negative artists try to jump into the space and they didn't last very long and they won't last very long because there's just not why i think it's exhausting life is too exhausting to have that kind of energy mm -hmm. and even if you have dark art you can still have a sense of humor you can still have a good heart all of these types of things so I think that really in general, it's it's from artists saying, you, you know what, in general, we have an unspoken agreement that we're going to be nice to each other and that we're going to support one another and sketchy behavior will will probably weed you out. So even if you're a sketchy person, you're going to have to rein it in and behave yourself a little bit because, uh, you know, this is one great way for artists to finally be able to have a unified voice, at least in the idea that we have a new way to connect. And that's the thing. You can be an artist and be like, well, I have this painting in my room. How do I get everyone else to see it? Well, now everybody can see it. And it's in an active space where people are actively exchanging. Even artists are buying each other's art. I and there's collectors who are willing to spend a lot of money for people that they believe to be exceptional. Yeah, it's it's um, coming from a from a kind of whatever British rock background. Um, I I don't know if it's the same for you with music, but 
you know, at a young age, I was just, it was all about competition. Um, I think maybe it still is. I don't know. But, but, but it was, it's so competitive. In the art world, it's not so much like that anyway, is it? I mean, it, it, it yeah. seems to be. I think if it was all for one gallery, but everyone at least has a fair shot. Everybody at least has the same level of visibility. There might be this sort of competition in terms of like, oh, I wish that I was selling as much as that person. Mm. But you don't really have a space to say that. And if you do say that, it's a bad look. So it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't it, translate well. It makes, I see you wearing a, a lovely Fred Perry there. And it yeah. reminds me of the time that, you know, I signed my first record deal in the Britpop kind of period. And, and uh, we had that whole Blur versus Oasis thing, which you might know about. And, and and there was a, a, I don't know that whole music industry which I think is crumbling, hopefully for artists. Um, now I, it, it, it it's so um, geared to make all the artists kind of competitive in a way, and um, and this this space this new and certainly the NFT community is the complete opposite. I mean everybody's sharing each other's work. Everyone's being precious about their own work, but they're also understanding that it it will it's only going to work for them if they're uh, a part of a community and contributing to the community not just themselves right yeah i think so yeah it's a really beautiful space and i i'm really pleased that yeah, you you're the guy that I, <laughs> that I met that sort of drew me a couple of other people as i told you who who told me to go and sort of check out your stuff um Gabriel Dean Roberts what an absolute pleasure and anybody who's listening and watching please go and check the links and, and look at Gabriel's beautiful beautiful work it's 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 really something special um thanks so much for having this conversation yeah, it was a pleasure Tim I know we'll have some more <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely take care yeah cheers